Well, I love these three days. You have the um, the Eve of All Saints, uh, and then you have All Saints Day proper today, and then you have All Souls Day. It's a kind of a an interesting. It's even called a triduum after you know, similar to um, Good Friday and, and or Holy Thursday, Good Friday, and, and Easter uh, Sunday. Uh, these three days is a very special time in the liturgical calendar. They come right at the end of the liturgical year, and it's an opportunity for us to think about, uh, really, in in a lot of ways, the most important things, the end things, eternity, the afterlife. And we think about um, the saints who are in heaven, and we think about the souls who are in purgatory. And uh, it's an opportunity for us to think about ourselves as well, and our own vocation to uh, sainthood. we celebrate today all the saints that are famous, that we know about, the canonized saints. We celebrate all the saints uh, that are not known, but that are in heaven, reigning with Christ. Uh, but we also uh, celebrate the fact that each one of us is called to be a saint, and that is, in fact, our vocation. All of us here are uh, called to be saints and uh, so in light of that, that's probably the, the, the point that I want to talk about. Uh, in light of our own vocation to sainthood, we need to uh, wrap our brains around two things. Two things. This is my homily. going to be based on these two things. Uh, St. Alphonsus Liguri says that the two most important things that we should pray for and we should pray for on a daily basis are, number one, the grace of... Uh, Final perseverance. Okay, it's also called the grace of a happy death. Okay, number one. Number two, an increase in, in love or charity. Every day we should be praying for an increase in charity. So those are the two most important things that St. Alphonsus teaches us that we should be praying for. The grace of final perseverance and then an increase in charity. Every day these should be uh, prayers that we pray. And we're either deliberately praying for these already or uh, probably implicitly, if we're people of prayer, we are praying for them, especially, for example, with the Hail Mary. What do we say to Our Lady? We say, pray for us now and at the hour of our death. So that right there is a prayer for the grace of final perseverance. But it's good to become more deliberate about it and to know what we're doing and to be very uh, focused and planned in these, these two things that we're seeking from the Lord. Perseverance is very necessary in the Christian life. Um, we look around today, I think, and uh, you know, I was giving these uh, Wednesday night talks, and we're kind of moving into the whole. And these Wednesday night talks, we're talking now more about, you know, what are what are the causes of defection? You know, why in this past generation or two, uh, mass attendance has really plummeted. Um, younger kids seem to be not receiving the faith. Uh, faith is not being transmitted to them. Um, you know what, what's all of this about? So these are sorts of things that we're discussing, and um, you know, in, in light of that kind of topic, I think it's very uh, real to each one of us. We can look around and we can see from our own experience that perseverance is very, very important in the Christian life. Uh, there are many obstacles that come our way that are going to derail us uh, and make us give up. 
forget about faith, forget about religion, forget about going to church, forget it. it's not that important. There's a lot of things that are going to come at us that are going to tempt us to, to, um, to fall away and to not persevere. So perseverance is very, very important. In our first reading, we see this great crowd of people, and they're in heaven, and they have palm branches. The palm branch is a symbol of victory, okay, because the Christian life is a contest. We can liken it to an athletic contest or uh, even a kind of a combat, okay? So there is a, the, the risk of losing, and we don't want to lose. We don't want to be losers. <laughs> we want to win. We want to be victorious uh, with all the saints who are in heaven, and we want to be there with those palm branches in our hands. Uh, but perseverance is necessary. Now, when the Apocalypse, when the book of Revelation was written, that was right at the end of the first century, and at that time there had been, by that time there had been two very serious persecutions that had been launched against the church on the part of the state, the Roman Empire, under the Emperor Nero uh, in the 60s. He launched a pretty nasty persecution against the Christians, at least in Rome. And uh, it was under his, that persecution, that St. Paul and St. Peter were martyred. Um, but then there was a second big persecution that was done by the Emperor Diocletian in the 90s, and that was the, the context, the immediate context in which the Revelation, uh, John's Revelation was written. And John himself received this vision uh, in exile. He was being punished by the state. And so he was on this island and he was being exiled. He was like in prison, basically. So he's being persecuted. And uh, the church would go on to receive some very serious uh, persecutions all throughout its history. By the time Constantine the Great came around in the 4th century, the church had suffered 10 major persecutions that were directed uh, at it by the state. Uh, and actually, the 20th century has seen more Christian martyrs uh, than the entire history of the church put together. So this is not something, persecution is not something that is, you know, for ancient times. It, it is very relevant. It's more relevant than ever before. Uh, Christians, even to this day, are being killed and persecuted and martyred all the world over, especially in the Middle East, of course, as we know. Um, so this is one of the, the tools that the devil brings against Christians to try to l make them give up. He terrorizes them, okay, with the fear of death. That is uh, what you might call kind of like a hard persecution. But the devil's got another form of persecution, and it's a little bit sneakier. It's a soft persecution. And it comes in the form of economic pressures. I'm so busy working, we have to have mom work as well as dad. Dad's got to work two jobs. Mom's got to work two jobs. We're exhausted. There's so much social pressure upon us to put our kids in sports, so much social pressure on us to put our kids in music and in all of these extracurricular activities. This is what you do if you want to be a good parent. You've got to give your kid all of these opportunities, all of these ways of being involved, and you've got to work your fingers to the bones. And what gets left out is religion. So there, there's a kind of a soft persecution that is brought against the saints. And that kind of persecution, it's more subtle because it's not someone with a gun pointed at your head. Okay, And so you can kind of miss it and you can be fooled. But these are the temptations that come at us as Christians. And we need to have the grace of perseverance 
so that we would not be deceived, so that we would not be led astray, so that, that we would not give up in our daily prayer, in our sacrifices that we do, uh, in our desire for salvation, in our mass attendance, of course, as well. Um, and uh, perseverance. There, all of the perseverance that um, we might exercise in our life is not going to do us any good if at the last, if at the very end, we lose faith, we lose hope, and we lose the love of God. And so that's where the grace of final perseverance comes in. God gives us graces all throughout our life, and if we cooperate with those graces, we're going to make it um, to the end. And we're going to be in a good place so that when we die, we're going to be in a state of grace and where our hearts will be filled with the faith, hope, and love. But there's the grace right at the very end, and that's the final uh, that's the grace of final perseverance. So all the perseverance all throughout your life is not going to do you any good unless you have that final perseverance. And that comes not by our merits. We can't earn it. It comes solely by the mercy of God. And that's why we've got to pray for it. It's the only way that we can get that grace of final perseverance. So if we want to be saints, and we're all called to be saints, we have to persevere right to the very end. So let's pray every day for the grace of perseverance. And then the second issue is an increase in charity. Okay, um, we see the importance of charity in our readings today. We sang in our psalm, we said, Lord, this is the people that longs to see your face. And that's actually what it is to be a saint in heaven, is someone who beholds God face to face, someone who has what's called the beatific vision, the blessed vision, Okay, the vision of God. And, of course, we will see the saints with our bodily eyes, and we will see the resurrected Jesus Christ with our bodily eyes. But the divine nature itself cannot be seen with our bodily eyes. Nonetheless, it will be seen with our minds, okay, with our spiritual faculties, with our intellect. We will behold the Blessed Trinity for eternity. And that is what constitutes the blessedness of sainthood, the blessedness of heaven. Uh, this is what we're heading towards. Jesus, in our gospel today, talks about the Beatitudes. He says, blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. Blessed are those, blessed, so forth and so on. The blessedness that he's talking about is a blessedness proper to the saints in heaven, but it's foreshadowed uh, for those who are heading towards heaven. It's foreshadowed here on earth. Um, and these are the virtues that we can look to uh, to see those who are heading in that right direction of blessedness. Um, and then in our second reading, we have St. John. He says, um, Beloved, we are God's children now. What we shall be has not yet been revealed. We do know that when it is revealed, we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. So again, John here as well is talking about the beatific vision. Now, when we have that vision, uh, we will no longer need hope. We will no longer need faith. Those virtues will be unnecessary, right? Because we walk by, now we walk by faith, not by sight. But when sight comes, faith will not be necessary. And we hope for what we do not see, as St. Paul tells us in Romans. We hope for something that's yet to take place. But when we've, when we've arrived, no more hope. Hope is not necessary. We've actually ascertained what we've hoped for. But of the three main uh, 
biggie virtues, faith, hope, and love, if hope and faith pass away, love does not. Love will be what we enjoy and exercise in God's company and with him and through him and in communion with him for eternity. Love is, in the last analysis, what we will have forever. And so our job in this life is to build up our love as much as absolutely possible. Because when we die, the level of intensity of love that we have when we die, that's what we're going to have for eternity. So it doesn't make sense to be kind of uh, you know, miserly with our love right here and right now and kind of let our love muscles get weak and flabby right now because when we die, you know, our our love physique is what we're going to have for eternity. So we got to work out our love muscles right now and build those up as much as we possibly can through active charity, through going out our way for one another, uh, through offering up sacrifices, for the salvation of souls uh, and in reparation uh, for the sins of mankind. You know, last Sunday I spoke about Our Lady of Fatima and her call for reparation. So that's a beautiful thing that we can do, these acts of reparation. Uh, that's one of the many ways we can build up our, our love muscles, so to speak. And uh, in heaven, we are going to be, to the extent that we are full of God's love, is to the extent that we will be useful to, to people on earth, is to the extent that our prayers will be powerful, our intercessions will be valuable for those who are still on earth, who are fighting the good fight, and, and who are working their way to achieve what we have achieved. So, my brothers and sisters, let's be saints. And uh, let's, let's grow in charity as much as we possibly can. So the two things we want to pray for every day, grace of final perseverance and then an increase in charity.